being a revert in a regular Ramadan situation where we can go out and go to the mosque and break fast with a friend or colleague is something that usually is hard even still. But in the COVID situation, when many reverts are in their houses, possibly with family members who are not even um, Muslim, they have no one to talk to. The, the experience can feel quite lonely and it can demotivate us and make us feel disconnected from the entire community. Um, it's something kind of as the whole Muslim Ummah can take for granted. But subhanAllah, there are so many things we can do. And there's some suggestions that I have for you in this podcast, along with an amazing Muslim sister. Today, I invited Samantha J. Boyle, famous YouTuber and revert that has some advice and kind of experiences to share about being a revert in Ramadan. And after you've checked out this podcast, don't forget to check out my podcast number 42 that I did last Ramadan and even more tips and suggestions. Enjoy guys. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I know one thing I wanted to do this Ramadan, if nothing else, is to have a special interview for reverts. And I think that it's like long coming that reverts get to um, hear something not just um, that is beneficial from the self, but for other reverts who have gone through um, Ramadan, being a revert, whether it's from when they first started out or a couple years in. And I'm so excited because today we have an amazing sister that is doing amazing work, um, especially on YouTube and beyond. And today we have as a guest an interview with Samantha J. Boyle. So, salamu alaikum, sister. Thank you so much for being with us in the program. Waalaikumsalam, so happy to be here. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So um, just in case anyone is not familiar with you and the work that you do, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of like the platforms that you're on? Okay, so I started out on YouTube three Ramadans ago. So yeah, just, oh. just over three years ago. And alhamdulillah, my goal, I found like there was like a lack of space within the Muslim community for people that kind of focus on Islamic lifestyle as opposed to like fiqh. And so I really just wanted to be a voice for people going through the difficulty of being able to practice Islam and how to incorporate Islam into their daily life and how to normalize that as something that is not like incompatible with the way that a person normally lives. And so that's kind of been the basis of my channel as a reaver. Obviously, I went through the difficulties and the struggles and the journey of trying to incorporate Islam into your daily life. And so I have a lot of content for reverts, but I also have, I feel like even my revert content is kind of applicable to an average person that's not a reaver as well. And I know that a lot of people that aren't reverts benefit from that content as well. But yeah, I just, my content is basically just based around Islamic lifestyle and how to relate Islam to your daily life. Yeah, and it's funny, when I came across your channel, I was thinking, oh my gosh, thankfully, like, there's a sister who's doing that, because you know what the thing is, I like you, you see people who are extreme, like, extreme, like, fiqh type stuff, or you see people who are, like, way into fashion, and they seem a bit far yeah. away from what lifestyle is, and that happy medium, I rarely see it, so actually, when I came across your, your um, channel, I was telling my daughter, she's now married with kids about it, and she's like, oh my gosh, I saw her too, I watched her too, she's so great, so we were actually so excited, because we're often looking for other people doing that middle way, and we don't find it, so super, super yeah. I came across your page and like, may Allah reward you for all the work that you're doing. And I totally get what you're saying because 
when I first started to come out and talk to people, everyone's like, talk to reverts, they need help. But the longer I stayed in the Muslim community, the more I realized, no, we all kind of need some help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I feel like especially women as well, like there's even less of a voice for women. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all about like empowering women and helping women to see the position that they actually do have within Islam. So yeah, that's another reason why I really love being able to do this. And I love the unique position that I have. And I do definitely agree with you. It's not just reverts. And a lot of people think that reverts are the only ones that are struggling. But I just feel like everyone kind of goes through their own revert journey in a sense. Everyone at one point, if they're at all and they're practicing Muslim, has chosen Islam for themselves. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like everyone has gone through a similar journey um, in choosing that. SubhanAllah. And um, I know I'm really excited to get some advice from you about like what you're doing this Ramadan. I know you have some um, special projects too I wanted to ask you about by the end. But I know you also joined us for our course this year and you're working with us a little bit. And I just wanted to um, say I'm really excited that you're with us because I feel like this year more than ever, especially because of the COVID, so many reverts cannot go outside and look for other people to connect with. And I think that that's something that is really affecting our community. But as we're all coming together through the course and the platform, like it gives an opportunity for people to get some form of support. You know what I mean? And um, I wanted to say, like, what what are your, what are your thoughts on that with like reverts and COVID and like looking for like courses and spaces and communities and things like that? Well, that's one of the biggest reasons why I absolutely loved your course was that like, I love your Facebook group for starters I'm always like you've made me go on Facebook more because I usually stay away from it like I just have my family and friends on it but since I've joined the group I literally just love scrolling and reading everyone's life stories and all of their comments and asking questions and having so many like wonderful people giving advice in the comments it's absolutely so sweet but yeah I feel like your course is super super beneficial for that because it keeps you accountable and especially with COVID I feel like people um, they're not used to being isolated and so they're stuck in this situation where they're at home and they feel like completely unproductive. They yeah. feel like they can't do anything and so rather than okay I have all of this spare time let me see what I can do like how can I increase my ibadah how can I even just in worldly matters how can I work towards the goal that I have I feel like people are just like completely stuck because it's such a shock to the system yeah and so yeah to have a program like yours for example where you're actually having like practical goals and they're achievable and you're helping people work towards those that's super super helpful I think for reverts but also everybody else as well yeah and I think like I'm really impressed with the women that go on there honestly like the reverts are pretty hard on themselves always you know they think they're always trying to catch up like I'm just trying to catch up with the Muslim Ummah and I'm like no you guys are actually hyper focused and so many of them are seeing that their days are not going well and they're tweaking them and they're actually uh making things better so I like really like I give them a lot of credit for the levels that some of them are at. They're doing amazing work. And um, yeah, it's, it's really great to connect with them. I wanted to ask you in your schedule as a, as a person now who's been Muslim for a while, like what, what are you doing in your own personal life to like make sure that you get the most benefit out of Ramadan? Because I mean, you know, we all have different takes on it. My, I just am actually putting out a podcast this morning about the fact that I've done the same thing for 10 years and I wanted to maybe you can get your comment on this too. But because of COVID, even I have had to switch up because of the energy levels or the lack of movement or like, maybe you can touch on that as well. But like, what are you doing to make it beneficial? And is there any difference with it being COVID for you? Uh, There is a slight difference. 
for me because I work from home I'm kind of used to being in my own bubble yeah. and my own surroundings so it's not so much of an adaption but it definitely was difficult for me and like a shock for my system in terms of like my family I love my family so much and I love serving them and I love seeing my family and visiting my family and helping them with things and so with COVID and being unable I guess to visit them as much as I would like and spend as much time with them as I would like and even my younger siblings they are alhamdulillah reverse as well so I usually teach them about Islam and so it's been it's been definitely different in that aspect in not being able to see them and spend that time with them and help them and that sort of thing Um, but as far as like my day-to-day it's been pretty normal and so it hasn't been super hard for me to adjust during the COVID situation it hasn't been super hard for me to um, you know work Ramadan around my normal schedule and how I would normally plan out my day during Ramadan. Yeah subhanAllah what are some of the things that you're doing to like make sure that you're focused in Ramadan like what are some of your like key like top three or four things that you feel like like are essential for us to get connected with Allah and make the most out of this time? Okay so uh, one of I always, every single Ramadan, okay, so let me, let me get like full detailed. <laughs> so every Ramadan, I like to go back to like the basics. So it's just my time to literally like reset, like a New Year's resolution. And I like to engage with Quran, first of all. And I like to focus on my prayers. That is like literally my Ramadan goals. And I feel like throughout the year, you can slack off, you can get a bit lazy, you can start making little mistakes with your prayers that you, you don't even notice that you're making yeah. and so every single Ramadan I like to like go back and focus on my prayers and make sure that I'm praying correctly are my feet in the right position for the whole of my salah are like am I reciting my ayat 100% properly like that sort of thing so I really like to focus on that and so that's something that I can do throughout the day obviously we have five daily prayers plus tarawih so with that, it's, it's, it's something that's easy and practical for me to do yeah. as opposed to something like dedicating an hour of my day doing such and such. So that's, that's always my biggest goal in Ramadan is to just go back to my prayers and make sure it's the best it can be and the closest to the sunnah as I can get. Yeah. Um, but I want to say before you continue th- that that is amazing. And that's probably the first person I've ever heard that has said that and focused on that. And as a person who has studied, like I'm sure like you have like Islamic knowledge, like that is key. And that's something so basic that we all do not do well. So the fact that you come back to review that every time I think is really, really just so important. And that is just such a critical thing that I think even I'm going to consider even more. So Jazakallah here, that is so, so, so good and so important. So I don't want to interrupt you, but I did want to say like, I totally connected with that. And that's something so important. I think more of us should do that. Yeah. Well, the way that I, I look at Islam is, you know, there's, there's so much importance placed on Islam that um, placed on prayers rather than not <laughs> placed on prayers that people don't even realize and so like there's so many references of the Quran and, and Hadith where yeah. they speak about how if your prayer is good the rest of you will be good and so yeah. as Muslims we want to be the best that we can be and so the way in which we can achieve that first step is by making sure that your prayers are good so that's why Ramadan for me is just a whole month dedicated to ensuring that that is good for me so that everything else can inshallah excel and it will be something that's more easy for me to do and to excel yeah. in other areas I mean may Allah make it easy for all of us I mean. 
Um, something else that I always try to do is I like to spend time in the morning mm-hmm. before my day gets super crazy and super busy. So whether that be waking up an hour before I would usually wake up on a normal day outside of Ramadan and just making sure that I do dedicate that time to reading Quran or studying Tafsir or working on my funny goals, uh, just having that extra bit of time. And that's something I like to do outside of Ramadan as well, but I definitely increase that yeah. during Ramadan. And I think that doing it first thing in the morning is really, really helpful for people because rather than like late at night, you're drained from your day, you don't yeah. have that energy, you don't, and it's just so nice to start your day with like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's words and to start your day with like good intentions and that sort of thing. So I always recommend people starting their day with Islam yeah. so that their day can inshallah be one of blessing. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think just like sometimes if you put it later on, you could get tired and then it's like inshallah tomorrow, inshallah tomorrow. So the fact that you started. Yeah, exactly. Like, Kind of have to start it. <laughs> so yeah, I want to exactly. ask you, um, for reverts especially, Ramadan can be difficult. So I wanted you to speak to the revert experience specifically right now. And like, there are women out there that feel like maybe they're not married to a person who's Muslim. Maybe the only Muslim in their family, or maybe their family they just became Muslim. It's their first Ramadan fasting, and um, you know they usually have difficult times. Like, what's your perspective on like some? What are some of the things you think that are really hard for reverts to go through? Um, in Ramadan it's so lonely yeah uh, it is it, it can be so so lonely when you're the only one in your family that's Muslim and you don't have a community to feel that Ramadan celebration because it is it's a spiritual celebration and when you don't have people that are excited and that don't feel the spirit of Ramadan with you it can help like it can cause you to not feel that spirit as well And one of my biggest struggles when it came to Ramadan, when I first accepted Islam, was that I just felt like I didn't get what the hype was about. Like, what's so good about (laughs) Ramadan? Like, oh my gosh, we we don't eat and we don't drink it. Like, why is all these Muslims so excited about it? Like, there's nothing (laughs) exciting about this month. And it, it took me a few years of, like, digging deep and, like, really understanding it before I actually tasted the sweetness of what Ramadan was really about. Yeah. It can be super, super lonely for reverts for sure. Yeah. And what do you think was the thing that helped you to make that transition? Because I, I went through different things like that too. I remember I lived about two hour, two hours away from the closest Muslim community. I would drive there just to like peruse the shops and feel like it was around Muslims because I was in such like a suburban white community. And then I would like drive back and then like every couple of days, just so I can literally just be around people who are Muslim and they don't even realize that, you know, they're going about their day shopping and going home. And I'm like, I just want to be around Muslims because I'm around no Muslims. But when you actually got at that point where you understood what Ramadan was for, what do you think was this shift? So we could like maybe maybe give some pointers to to reverts in terms of like some of the, the things they can look for, the signs and like how they could make more meaning. Because some of them that I talked to, they're having trouble connecting, connecting with the law, making it like it's very robotic. It's about fasting and not eating and more of like a spiritual connection. What helps you to get that deeper connection, you think? Okay, so for starters, it's so crazy to me that you had to drive two hours. And I hear that a lot from people in the US. Like a lot of my followers that go through that, they're always like, yeah, we have to drive so far to find a Muslim community here in like Australia or at least in Sydney where I live. I'm sure it's a bit different like in the less populated areas of Australia. But in Sydney, there are so many Muslims. Like there are mosques or masjids literally all over the place. Like 
everywhere. But I think that even still here, when there there is a Muslim community and there is masjids that you can go to, a lot of reverts still don't feel like they want to go because they're mm. still like they've got that level of like embarrassment, I guess, or shyness or yeah. concern that something's gonna go wrong. But yeah. the biggest thing that shifted for me, um, outside of like obviously, I would always advise people if you can go to the masjid. Mm-hmm. meet people get that sense of community there's community ifsos for us here in australia i'm sure there's similar all over the world yeah i would definitely recommend people doing that just to have that sense of community and also i would also really recommend people engaging with people online as well and having an online community that has really really helped me not just in ramadan but in my entire experience just having so many people online to connect with and that love the same thing that i love yeah is just most fulfilling thing ever so I always recommend reverts like literally just go to my Instagram page pick somebody that's commented on my recent picture that sounds nice and literally DM them and they'll become your best friend so crazy yeah. how like the so many people works they want relationships so many people they want relationships but they're shy to like initiate so like I'm sure like if most people did like you said and they just did they'd find people who are just dying to connect with somebody else like when I opened my Facebook page for Ramadan people are like oh my gosh you live down the street from me the whole time I had this one two or three group of ladies that were talking and they're like we totally connected just now and we've been suffering alone for no reason so alhamdulillah like yeah yeah don't be shy yeah yeah definitely but the other thing that helped me in terms of like just my spiritual growth and just my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and engaging with Ramadan properly was that I actually uh, established the the um, routine of making du'a and I feel like this is something that I used to do as a child like I used to just talk to God without like yeah knowing what I was doing I just had that connection yeah and then I lost it as I became a teenager and I feel like a lot of people don't ever get that back like they don't Mm even Muslims like they don't have that relationship where they just feel like Allah is their best friend and they can just have a conversation with him but that's something that I established I think it was four Ramadans ago I was just talking about this recently it was just I established this habit of making dua and talking to Allah about everything and anything that popped into my head whether it be like just going to the shops and wanting the best salt I would make dua for for Allah to help me with that and it was really when I felt like I I established that habit and I, I guess, increased my God consciousness and increased my relationship with Allah Taleh that I really felt like Ramadan like shifted for me yeah. and where Ramadan was just this month where Allah Taleh is so prevalent amongst the community's mind and so it becomes more prevalent amongst your mind and obviously the intention of Ramadan is to gain God consciousness at the end of the day. It yeah. is for you to become more mindful of Allah Taala with everything that you do, and so that's that for me was just the shift for me, like spiritually, where Ramadan became this thing where I just I really just understood it and tasted the sweetness of it, and I just grew in love with the month completely. <laughs> SubhanAllah. And I think yeah. if I hear if I hear what you're saying, it's like you just open communication, open your heart and just like started talking. And it, you weren't like tripped by like, oh, I don't know the word for this in Arabic or I don't know this and this. It was just like literal open, just in like sincere pouring out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think we lose that. So many of us like we're so like, which is the da from the book I'm supposed to read? Like, it's not supposed to be exactly. like that. It's like an earnest connection. Yeah. So I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the last thing I want to ask you before we talk about your project, which I'm super excited about is... Um, um, there is um, a lot of, there are not a lot of non, um, 
like not re not reverts uh people who are born muslim and listen to the podcast and sometimes they interact with reverts and i think they don't always know the best way to approach them in the situation with them like for example one thing i was thinking about was i used to be in the mosque and there would be a new sister that would come in and we all knew she wasn't from the community or she looked like she was new she didn't know how to put on her hijab and she would come and sit and i noticed all the women would like sometimes whisper and never like invite her to come sit they'd stay in their corners they'd stare at her discuss about her but never quite invite her or if she did come they would maybe criticize the way she prayed or if she had i remember one particular time um one sister said you have holes in your socks haram haram and i remember this sister had mm -hmm. this this face of just like like fear like i'm so never coming back here again and i wanted to say like what's your advice to the muslims who don't understand the revert experience like how could we better make uh it, it, it in a better way where reverts can integrate into our ummah and our communities and feel more welcomed like what's some advice you would give to the born muslims um that's a difficult question because i feel like it's very situational and you know you can have somebody who is a revert and you're trying to advise them in the most softest most gentle way mm. but they still take it like as an insult and it's and it's not even that you know they they think that you have ill intentions because a lot of the time they don't it's yeah. just it's hard to hear that criticism when you feel like you're trying so hard mm. so my advice is always to befriend them and to not criticize them to begin with at least yeah and to literally just teach them like don't ever assume that a revert knows all of the things that you think are so basic mm. so even if it is you know how they pray even if it is covering their feet with salat don't ever assume that they know it mm. even if it is saying salamu alaikum don't ever assume that they know how to say that greeting i feel yeah. like that's something that a lot of muslims are not used to because it comes as second nature to you when you're yeah. raised with Islam. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's something that like that's probably my biggest piece of advice would just be to never assume that a river has this knowledge and understands these things and yeah. to rather just try to befriend them and have a genuine heart about it and joke with them and laugh with them and yeah. don't think that like they are like some strange human being. They're like, just know that they're a human being at the end of the day and they yeah. want human connection. So offer them that. And inshallah, I think that that's the start of something beautiful. And that's the start of something that's going to benefit your akhira by helping them. And it's going to benefit their akhira by being helped. Yeah. And you know, just when you were talking about loneliness before and how lonely Ramadan, I was thinking is like, this is the time more than ever where they need to hear you just reaching out. So for anybody who's out there who's listening, who's shy and you know, there's a revert on a page or, you know, there's a revert um, that has come into your community. Like don't, like be the first one, be the first one, don't be shy. Go up to them and say, yeah. alaykum, shake their hand and smile, to smile is a sadaqah. And I feel like as women, and that's actually why part of why I made my platform, which is very much like yours, is like, I wanted women to just be nice to each other. <laughs> I feel like, like when I grew up and yeah. I was non-Muslim, like women, it was like very competitive. It was very edgy. Like I can outdo you, I can outdo you for men. I could do you to like look better. And I feel like we do not really support one another. And we're always looking at each for other sure. and judging like how could I do it better than her or who does she think she is and I feel like if we were just honest that we are all silently struggling with certain things and we were just nicer we'd all just have an easier time so I think like your advice yeah a hundred percent yes yeah I think also that 
a lot of people they it's not that they don't know how to be nice but <laughs> I think especially as women we've been conditioned to think uh that you know hey ass and shyness is that you can't approach another sister or that you mm-hmm. can't engage with conversation or you can't be an outgoing personality to your fellow Muslim sister but I feel like that's a complete misconception and something that yeah. a lot of people I think it, it, it really does an injustice to our community where we don't connect with other people because we're so shy of the idea of you know, making that connection and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and a lot of people perceive that as you know if you're going out of your way or you have this big personality around your Muslim sisters that that means you don't have hair or that means mm. you're, you're not shy enough as a Muslim yeah. and as a female in Islam. So yeah. yeah, definitely. I definitely know what you mean. A lot of people are super competitive and just don't take that first step to make a, make a friendship at the end yeah. of the day. SubhanAllah. Um, I wanted to say in, in, in our, our ending of the interview, I want to say you are doing some amazing things now. And I know you were super excited. I saw on your Instagram story, you posted like, I've been wanting to do this and this and that. So can you talk to our listeners about like, what are you doing this year that is so amazing that you're um, like, that way more people can know about it. I really think it's just like such an amazing project. I want, I want everyone to hear it. Yeah. Can you tell us about oh it? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. So this is like, I have wanted to do this since I literally started my YouTube channel. So it's been three years in the making. So every single Ramadan, we do a Ramadan charity fundraiser for something. So my first Ramadan, we built water wells, alhamdulillah. And last year, we sponsored two orphans. So we are sponsoring orphans right now. And then this Ramadan, we made the decision to finally take a big leap with a huge project to build an orphanage, inshallah. So we are super super excited about it it is going to house 30 orphans inshallah and will also help the community in other ways not just the orphans inshallah and i'm just so excited it will be in ghana in africa inshallah and we were tossing up about how we can actually like do this how can we put this project to life and that's probably the biggest reason why we hadn't done it earlier you know like the last ramadan for example um so we're tossing up between how we wanted to do it, whether we wanted to build our own orphanage from scratch, which uh-huh. would take a really long time, or whether we wanted to refurbish an older orphanage, or uh-huh. whether we wanted to join with another charity that is already building an orphanage but is struggling with funds. And mm-hmm. so we ended up doing the last one. We ended up going with a charity that is already building, so it's already got the work. Um, and they're actually struggling with funds and so we uh, decided that we would join with them to help contribute to them inshallah and so that means that the orphanage is already being built which helps because that means it's going to be built faster inshallah and something that we can earn rewards from sooner and that we can see the fruits of our efforts sooner inshallah so yeah i'm super super excited about it and we picked out um we picked our organization that we're going through and yeah, I'm just so excited. Every single day I get updates and I'm just so, <laughs> seriously, I just, I just feel like I want to cry every time I think about it, but I'm just so grateful that Alhamdulillah, 
we've been able to do this and we're fundraising towards this. So. And, you know, it's funny when I saw you doing that and I started getting excited, I was like, wow, she doesn't even know. You know, one of the first things when I became Muslim, I said, when someone was like, you know, what do you want to do when you're Muslim and what impact do you want to make? One of the things I said too is the same thing. I said, I want to, I want to build an orphanage. Now I had envisioned at the time moving to that country, living there and running it. I was like, I was going all in, but then I realized Dang, like, that was literally me. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be there holding all the babies. I'm going to read stories and we're going to have snacks time and I was like I was like I'm totally gonna do this now as I'm a mom now and I have five kids I'm raising a sixth one of a stepchild it kind of ties me down to different responsibilities but like it gives me hope when I hear you talk like I would have never thought like oh you know building one from scratch versus like you know one that's refurbished that's really really like food for thought for me so I'm thinking of how like you're inspiring me of like how I can still make my dream happen in a more realistic way but that's so amazing I'm so excited may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you and um is there a way that uh, maybe I can put in the show notes after maybe you could leave us their link for anyone to donate what's the best way for them to like take part in what you're doing yeah yeah I'll send you the link inshallah you can put it in the link down below so yeah is there so if people want to follow it, your uh, Instagram? Is like Instagram the best way to get updates? Like, what do you think is the best platform? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Instagram is probably the best because it's just easier for me to just click and post. Mm -hmm. um, and I have posted photos as well of them um, build already as it. Oh, is. I didn't see those yet. And yeah, yeah. So it's super cool because it like because we decided to go with something an organization that has already started to build, we were able to be a bit more picky about which organization we wanted to choose. So like obviously different orphanage will have different um, facilities available. So we went with one that has a masjid for them to pray with. So in donating towards an orphanage, you're also donating towards a masjid in that way, which is something that I've always wanted to do, help build an uh, masjid as well. So that's helping with that as well. They also have like a sporting complex, uh, classrooms, dining rooms. So inshallah, you're helping to contribute to people's education. You're helping contribute to the food that goes into the bellies and stuff like that as well. So alhamdulillah, that's why we ended up going with that um, organization. And that's why we ended up building, well, helping to build that uh, orphanage mother. <laughs> Inshallah, subhanAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. And, and um, you know, I, I just want to say that I'm really appreciative that the work that you're doing, and I know you take a lot of your personal time, you're going on, I know you're home and everything and you're working from home, but it still takes a lot to get up every day and to be consistent. It, it takes a lot to like, put your, your, like all your parts together in terms of content. Like I'm going to make a video about this and I have an intention about this and I'm going to build an orphanage and you're, you're trying to expand yourself and do good. And I think you're just an amazing example, honestly, for other women. And so many women are like, I don't know what to do with my life or I don't know my direction or I'm struggling with my identity. And I just want to say, if you just embrace Islam and you start to see it as a way of life and you look at it less as like a set of rules and more like a sisterhood and a beautiful relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you think of what is the khair, what is the good I could do out there in this world and really leave an impact and a difference. And when you just focus on that, I think it becomes so much easier and I think that's what you're doing. So kudos to you and I just want to say thank you so much for the young women, like they have a role model because we're in, we're in so like huge need of that, just having role models of women, like look, this is how you do it. It's not that hard. So Jazakumallahu khairan for all that you do. May Allah reward you. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your Ramadan beneficial Amen. and accept all your ibadah and the ibadah of all the listeners. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and taking time. It is very late where you are. It is 11 p.m. She is such a trooper. She came on with me and I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much. 
No worries. Thank you so much for having me. I honestly really enjoyed myself and I'm just so grateful that you even had me on this. Well, guys, I'm going to put the, the links and everything below if you want to reach her on Instagram, YouTube, if you want to donate to the orphanage. But uh, thank you so much for listening. And inshallah, bismillah, just a reminder, if there are any reverts around you or you come across any on the internet, do not be shy. Reach out to them. It is a good deed. And the same way, maybe we're not in front of each other. We can't smile as a sadaqah. A couple little words on a text or a comment could be just the world to someone out there who's looking to connect with another sister in Islam. So jazakallah khair. I will talk to you guys in the next one. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.